Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew on this Christmas weekend of Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Hopefully, you're making the best of it with friends and family and uh, possibly flying as well. Maybe by necessity. I don't know. Dennis, you you got to do any flying or you're pretty much set, set where you are? No, we want to do some flying here over Christmas. We're going to try to go visit some family. Uh, I've got a sister down in Texas that we've been saying we are going to fly down and visit. So as long as the weather's going to cooperate, we're going to try to get out for a couple of days and do a little trip here and there. Okay. So that'll be in your Mooney 201. You won't have to uh, fly commercial and uh, suffer no. the consequences. Uh, I'm not flying commercial until January when, uh, when I take a, a trip with Abby out to Long Beach. Uh, or not Long Beach, uh, to Santa Ana, John Wayne, uh, be attending the Avidyne instructor class to become an official instructor for the Avidyne uh, system. So if anybody uh, buys new Avidyne gear and wants to get some hands-on instruction with an authorized instructor, I'll be uh, I'll be available after the first of the year. There you go. You're going to be the guy. Now, is Abby doing it too, your daughter, or is she just going out there to accompany you? She just wants to go out to California. She's never been out there. So I figured this is a good excuse to take her along for a long weekend. Sure. She'll find something to do. It's either go that or, you know, Dennis is in Minnesota. So any excuse to get out of Minnesota in the wintertime is probably, uh, yeah, it doesn't take much motivation for your daughter to want to join you on an no, adventure. Said, hey, like Abby, that. do you want to, yeah, do you want to go to LA? Mm-hmm. Uh, when do we leave? Right. Okay. Well, that sounds like a good, uh, Good time for the holiday weekend. All right. So, uh, you know, obviously this is the time of year where we want to celebrate some happy stories. And we do have one to kick off the show today that in, that involves Brett Michaels. And, and I don't know if this is like, you know, kind of uh, penance for, you know, putting on their uh, concert tickets for sale last week for that stadium tour of uh, Motley Crue. Def Leppard and Poison and Joan Jett, these stadium tours that are going to happen over the summer, and they announced the ticket. The first row is like $4,000 a ticket. You Did you see this? I, I did, but I can't afford that kind of nostalgia. Right. Well, so anyway, Brett Michaels, who is the lead singer of Poison, uh, not only was he you know part of that whole shindig and, and is making crap loads of money because of it, I'm sure, he was the Grand Marshal of the Winterfest Boat Parade last week, or the week before. I, don't, I forget which Saturday it was. And uh, and then right after that, I guess he flew over to the Bahamas to deliver some, I don't know, hurricane relief supplies or something like that. Is that what it was or what? Oh, well, he's uh, bringing uh, Christmas presents and supplies to families in Abaco at Cooperstown Village. Well, that That is, a, I kid, you know, he doesn't have to make up for the fact that he's making Buku bucks in that stadium tour but he's doing some holiday stuff uh warm and fuzzy kind of stuff so and he's using ga general aviation aircraft to get over there and deliver you know santa 
uh, type stuff for the kids and, and a few, you know, extra things that they probably still need since Hurricane Dorian wiped out that part of the uh, Bahamas. Very small section, by the way, of the Bahamas. Bahamas is open for business. Don't get me wrong. But that area, wow, they, they are still uh, reeling. Uh, matter of fact, I think it was a Georgetown Airport was the one that just opened a couple weeks ago. Is that the one? It might it, it might have been because those airports really took a beating. I mean, they were underwater during yeah. the, the worst of it, and yeah, <clears throat> Get, just getting the supplies out to rebuild something like that's got to be quite the endeavor, right? Well, anyway, Brett Michaels, hats off to him for doing that, and uh, I hear he did a pretty good job at the boat parade as the grand marshal. I don't know what that entails. I think it just. Uh, you know, they get him on a boat and he waves to everybody. I don't, you know, he didn't want to, it wasn't like he was performing or singing or anything like that. You're the Grand Marshal of the Winterfest Boat Parade in Fort Lauderdale. And um, there you go. There's elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Right. right. Matter of fact, you could see it uh, across the country Christmas morning. They actually air this around the uh, country on Christmas morning, the Winterfest Boat Parade from Fort Lauderdale. So if you want to see Brett Michaels waving, and give them uh, you know, a little tip of the hat for helping out those folks in the Bahamas. I think it would be well-deserved. And, yeah, you'll enjoy it. And, you know, why don't they do like a, like an aviation Christmas light parade where we put a bunch of Christmas lights on our planes and just fly around for people to watch? That's we'll get kind the of, Red Bull Air Racers out there and put the smoke on in red and green smoke. Maybe. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, you know, they all, the way they light up uh, some of these aircraft for like Sun and Fun and Air Venture for the nighttime air show. I mean, it's very Christmassy looking. They got all these LEDs lighting up these aircraft, making them glow like uh, UFOs in the sky. Why not create a Christmas night show for uh, for pilots or for aviators? I think this Big could be a red thing. Light on the front of an airplane, Wouldn't right? That be cool, exactly. Yeah, I mean, a I, formation of eight. <laughs> you know, I you know, just I'm just like Santa's sleigh. I'm throwing it out there. Someone uh, take the idea, run with it, make millions, and uh, throw me a buck or maybe a ticket. Yeah, that's all I ask. But I think they ought to do this. That'd be a great idea. You you with me on this, Dennis, or what? Oh, uh, my mind is already reeling. I'm picturing, you know, two by two formation mm-hmm. of eight with uh, with one with a red headlight and right. get a get like a beach eighteen following behind all of the small planes and you know big we big were, Santa and his reindeer. I'll tell you, we were talking about this on our World of Boating radio show last week about the Christmas like boat parades, which is a pretty big thing all across the country. But they they were saying, so the other boating guys were saying, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could have a boat parade that went acro- across the entire U.S.? Well, of course, that's not logistically possible. They, they, they go too slow. You can't do that. Not enough water to cross all across. But you can do this in an airplane. So, you you know, you, you start them in New York, have them fly to L.A. or something like that uh, on, a, on a flight for a few hours you know, through the evening like that, that would be pretty sweet. I think that could be a pretty cool thing. So there it is. There's the idea. It's one of those million dollar ideas that I threw out there and I don't take any money for, but trust me, if you're willing to give me some, once you start the developing in this concept, I, I will, I will accept the check or cash preferred actually. Nothing Dennis. No, no. Okay. I'm just thinking we need to get Tom Haynes involved or something like that. It, you know, it could be an AOPA. That mission. would be, a very good AOPA awareness thing. and AOPA. advocacy. Right. I like it. Okay. So there you go. There's our little Christmas gift to you. Or, uh, you know, maybe we should apologize. I, I'm not sure. Uh, there Have is we some, done that yet, this show? Yeah. Well, I mean, we never can do it enough. That's for sure. If we haven't. 
But uh, regardless, there are some other holiday, you know, warm and fuzzy type stories we can navigate through. One in, you know, another one, it kind of involves using GA uh, for kids, right? Well, it's just flying in general with the family. Uh, you know, the, the folks at Pilot Workshop were asked, you know, how, how best do you fly with kids? And of course, the, the, every pilot jokes the best way to travel with them is to sedate them. Ah, <laughs> that's one idea. <laughs> but, right. You know, but there are some considerations when you're flying with the youngins. And, you know, if you have the ability to go and fly to grandma's house uh, with the kids, it's a great, great time to do that. Uh, but keep in mind that kids have, uh, you know, needs in the airplane. Make sure you get them some headsets or ear protection because it is loud in most general aviation airplanes and you don't want to damage their hearing. So mm-hmm. whether it's the little foam earplugs or even a child's headset, um, in fact, one of their recommendations was to get uh, mutt muffs. They're little earmuffs that are designed for for pets and dogs. But yeah. they say using those on infants that are in you know baby carriers, they're perfectly sized to help uh, protect their delicate little ears. Hmm. Well, I bet if you just grabbed some uh, dog food or cat food and served it up as meatloaf, they wouldn't know the difference either. Well, you could do that. I find it's much easier to give them a little bag of granola or some uh, goldfish or something like that to uh-huh. play with in the back. Right. Um, we did apologize earlier, just to be clear. All right. But uh, these are like tips or just a few yeah, other Yeah, these are some you know, suggestions just to make it, yeah, just suggestions to make it easier to travel with kids. You know, kids get bored really quick. Even in flying in an airplane, there's only so much they can do in the back seat. Um, so they recommended uh, books on tape. You know, there's Christmas stories or kids stories that you can get from Audible and other sources. Um, have them listen to that as opposed to watching a video, because if the kid's head's down watching the video and they're flying and moving around, it can cause motion sickness, mm. which obviously you're going to want to make sure you have barf bags. And if they're of the age that they need uh, diapers and things like that, make sure you bring plenty. Uh, just makes it go a lot smoother. Yes. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, I guess it depends if it's your aircraft you're flying them in or your friends, right? If it's your friends, you don't care as much. Well, well, you do because that friend's probably going to make you clean it. And if you're renting it and you mess up the interior, they're probably going to make you clean it too. Well, you're not going to be friends anymore, I think is what you're trying to yeah. say. Exactly. All right. Well, you know, those are a few things. Well, was there any of the tips on there or suggestions on how to travel with kids? Uh, like just said, don't. Do it if you can avoid it. No, it didn't say don't, but it said, you know, take things slowly. Even plan your descent so that you're not having to do 500 foot per minute descents. Take it yeah, slow. Yeah, you don't so want to do that. To adjust. They would love that, though. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Oh my, it smells like Grandma's house at Christmas. That's when we found her dead on the toilet. Merry Christmas, baby. You sure you treat me nice. And I feel just like I'm This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information on this holiday weekend. It's Christmas uh, weekend. Hopefully, uh, you're making the best of it and getting those last-minute items for the uh, folks on your list. All right, so uh, a couple other cool little stories. We've gotten some press releases from the folks at AirVenture. They're, they're planning a real special event this year for 2020, aren't they, Dennis? Right? Yeah, uh, it's the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II. And for all of the Warbird buffs out there, I think they're going to like what the AA's got in mind for this year. They're going to expand their Warbird flying uh, during the air venture. And I'll tell you, that's what I look forward to, is hearing the old radial engine airplanes and mm-hmm. the seeing the P-51 Mustangs and the bombers flying over. To me, that's that's a lot of fun. A lot more fun than watching the guys just yanking and banking and doing the same loops and twirls. I like to see the old classics flying. Yes. Make a lot of racket. A lot of, uh, those things are so loud. You're going you're gonna to need to get some extra well, puppier plug things that you were talking about earlier. For I'll eventually. just wear my light speed headset. Oh, come on. That's no fun. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so they're going to you know celebrate accordingly for the 75th anniversary, the ending of World War II there at AirVenture. It happens in July. I think, what is it, the 20th? Uh, this year is what it falls on, something like that, July 20th? Something. It's usually the last week in July into the first weekend in August. Yeah. Um, well, that'll make it just that much more fun to attend. 
For sure. Now, uh, there's some other uh, little tidbits along these lines. They're also uh, not just celebrating that, but they're letting kids in free. Is that a new thing, or is they they've been doing that? That's new. Um, they've had a student discount uh, to encourage more kids to come out, but I think this may push more families to come out as well because they uh, Boeing is actually going to be picking up the tab for ah. kids under the age of 18 to come into AirVenture for free. Got it. All right. So if you're really cheap, uh, you could dye your gray hair uh, brown or black and try to get, uh, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 18. Right. But but regardless, uh, if you don't want to do that, uh, Boeing stepping in to pick up the tab for these folks. Is that right? That is. So if you've got, uh, you know, kids that are interested in going and you haven't wanted to go in the past because the cost of your ticket plus theirs starts to get, you know, pretty steep. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a way to lower that cost and That's bring right. those kids out and, you know, in, basically inspire that next generation because i still remember my first trip to oshkosh i was literally blown away you know the f-117 stealth fighter was there that first trip i mean you can't really get much cooler than that on your first visit to oshkosh well and plus you know uh boeing has to do something with all that money they're saving from for not making the 737 maxes anymore right well, let's just say maybe they could probably use some goodwill okay, right now because we'll the that. press is kind of raking them over the coals here because of the 737 Max. Right. It, you know, it, it's a nice gesture. I think that's a, a good thing that they're doing. And Boeing, if you want to donate a 737 Max to Just Plane Radio, we'd be happy to fly it around on your behalf and show that it's a great airplane. Okay. I, I, we know they're going to they're gonna ship one over right away because they have a glutton of them. And uh, storage right they now. They need the ramp space freed up in the rent. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know if I want one, though. Would, would you want one? Why not? Oh, well, you can't fly it, though. Well, we obviously have to get that part fixed. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I mean, Austin, Hello? I take you. Where do you want to go? Well, I mean, he's got his instructor's rating now for multi engine. I'll fly as But it won't matter if the FAA won't let you uh, take off. Yeah. In this thing, so hey, I can still sit up in the front and make pretend to make noises like yeah, you do. Well, okay, you could do that, or turn it into a hotel or a bar or something like that. That could be kind of fun, but or a studio. It could be the new Just Plain Radio studio, live from the seven thirty seven Max. It's Just Plain Radio. It. Okay, it's so a brilliant up, idea. Craig. You think that's the second one this show? Wow, I'm on a roll. Oh. Okay. Anyway, uh, we do have that. Now, some other things as we, you know, as the, you know, year winds down, you know, you get some uh, unfortunate news as well. And so Open Airplane has uh, has been the next uh, company to, what, cease operations? What What is going on with these guys exactly? Do we know? Um, so Open Airplane is actually winding down their operations. And for those of you who haven't heard of Open Airplane, it was really a novel concept. You know, if you wanted to rent an airplane, you have to go to the FBO and get checked out. And so I could go to flight training professionals and get checked out on a 172. And then I come back home to Minnesota and want to rent an airplane. I got to get checked out again, even though it's the exact same plane that I'm, you know, renting from the FBO here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The idea behind Open Airplane was to have a consistent checkout experience, uh, consistent requirements so that if I got checked out at Flight Training Professionals and they were part of Open Airplane, we could go to in-flight at Minneapolis, you know, Flying Cloud and be able to rent a plane without having to go through the uh, all of the the checks and uh, a checkout and 
All of your information would be centrally uh, administered. Open Airplane obviously makes a few bucks off the rental, but the idea was to make it easier for people to rent planes. And you could travel to a different city and, and rent a plane on a business trip. And it was just, it was a good idea, mm-hmm. but I, there was a lot of resistance from the, the FBOs. Yeah, hey, it's my insurance at risk if I let somebody come and rent the plane and I didn't check them out. And, you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot of headwinds in that respect. So, right. Well, I remember they decided to shut it down. Yeah. Ed was uh, talking about this from flight training professionals a few months ago, saying just that, that, uh, you know, I like the idea, but how do we know that this person who they say, has signed off and and can fly this aircraft, you know, like you said, the liability uh, involved. And if he wasn't trained as well as as they like to train their student pilots or pilots in general, uh, then you could have a, a real problem. So he had some concerns, and I guess he wasn't the only one is what you're saying, right? Yeah. And, you know, even if you get checked out centrally, there's so many differences at different airports. I mean, the airspace around Orlando is obviously very busy. So I think a lot of the, the local checkout is understanding the local airspace and the unique uh, conditions there. You know, would you trust somebody that only flew in Florida to go rent an airplane in uh, Reno? With right. Rocks no, and I would not. Elevations? Yeah. You need an orientation <laughs> flight, don't you? Exactly. We do that in scuba diving as well. Yeah, you, you know, if you're or going to, we a, should. well, we do. I mean, if you go to a new place, you either talk to someone who's familiar with the local conditions, or, uh, or you die with a dive master. Exactly, uh, uh, you know, a guide. And I, I think that what you're saying kind of applies to renting aircraft as well. I mean, you want to kind of know what you're getting yourself into, like you say. It, it just makes sense. And unfortunately for open airplane, um, you know, their idea sounded like you know it, it had potential, but. Uh, just didn't get enough support. So they're ceasing operations, I guess. So we'll see where that goes. Maybe they'll restructure and, and tweak some things and open back up here. You never know. We wish them the best, though, right? It's the holidays. You have exactly. to. It's- yeah. Okay. And we got more coming up on this Christmas weekend edition of Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information on this holiday weekend. All right. So, uh, you know, as the year winds down, we have some other things that are getting ready to end as well. And this one has to do with the FAA. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. On January 8th, the FAA is going to wind down their hazardous in-flight weather advisory service. Well, wait, wind down or turn off? (laughs) No, they're going to turn it off. Right, exactly. It's it's done. Right. It's a victim of technology. As we've gotten so much more information in our cockpits, whether it's ADS-B on our iPads or Sirius XM weather, or even on the big iron with their ACARs and, you know, data streams that they have, Pilots don't are, are finding that they don't use the old high was uh, that would give you things like uh, 
airmets and sigmets and center weather advisories on along your route of flight. They don't want to listen to the pre-recorded messages about uh, you know severe weather because they can get more accurate, more detailed information uh, in a much more convenient fashion by just going to their tablet or their their uh, instrument panel and pulling that information up. Right. And companies have uh, realized like, hey, we can actually charge for this and make money from it by actually providing better information. And I'm kind of looking at like Sirius XM weather and, and that kind of stuff in that regard, right? Right. But even the FAA's products, which are provided for free as part of the ADSB in are just leaps and bounds uh, more useful than listening to a recording of somebody trying to describe where the hazardous weather is as you're flying from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So it's a victim of technology, but a good thing. And if uh, anybody is relying on that kind of high was uh, info, uh, now's the time to change gears and make sure they're all set. You think time there's to- anyone even doing that at this point? I'm guessing no. Well, there's enough uh, legacy pilots out there, let's just be polite, um, <laughs> that still have their, their old analog radios and don't want to modernize. But, you know, with the prices the way they are, $249 for an iPad, you'd be silly not to right. invest. There could point. be a few still out there with a VHS machine in their house flashing 12 o'clock. I don't know. You might be right. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Shall I begin the Christmas story? Absolutely. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information as we lead up to the you know final days before Christmas. Hopefully you're making the best of it and we wish you the best for sure. Uh, all right. So uh, there are some things going on that uh, you, you need to pay attention to, not about just, you know, high wash shutting down from the FAA, but they got another thing the, it's the, well, you know, we are in the month of December and they have their topic of the month and it is what this month, Dennis performance planning. And it, it really fits in well with the whole holiday season because a lot of us are going to be getting into our airplanes and traveling long distances and bringing extra people and presents and luggage. And when was the last time you sat down and actually figured out what the weight and balance of your airplane is, what it's capable of, I'm sure there's a lot of pilots out there that have have said, ah, she'll fly with whatever you can put in the doors, or I got into this airport, I can get back out. But Mm. is that really true? Is that safe? Are you within the limits? And so the FAA is really um, wants to remind people to look at the performance capabilities of your airplane, because it can mean the difference between a safe flight and, you know, 
a very scary situation. Well, definitely uh, during these uh, this month of December, like you said, when you're traveling for the holidays and you go over to Grammy's house and you, you, you know, pick up some extra stuff to bring home. And next thing you know, you've loaded up suitcases way bigger than than you were anticipating and. You might be off a little bit on the the weight stuff. You may you, you got to make sure you get that uh, you know that weight and balance stuff figured out so you don't get into problems on your flight back home, right? Correct. And when was the last time you weighed yourself? Was it in summer with the you know the swimsuit on, uh, or was it in the middle of winter with your all your extra boots and well, hats and scarves? Listen, and a full, let's be real. Full, uh, Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, you're flying home for uh, Christmas for the week, maybe. And you figure you're eating all kinds of turkey and pumpkin pie and God knows what else. Uh, and, and, you know, basically, uh, you're, you're going to put on about five to ten pounds in a week. If you're like my family. <laughs> what about you, Dennis? Do you like to put a number on it or do you not uh, do I, that? I don't like to put a number right. on it, but I've asked my wife for her stretchy pants. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're going to have to leave that uh, present you got at home because you put on a good five pounds, honey. That conversation never happened, but I'm just saying. Nope. (laughs) Get the scale out. You know, I keep one in the hangar, you know, if there's any question about how much something weighs. And I've got a little portable luggage scale that I can keep in the back of the plane. So if I am putting in some luggage or some packages and bringing back, I have a good idea how much they really weigh, not just a guess. Right. Do you have any suggestions on how, how to handle that? It'd be easy with your kids, though. But when you tell your wife to get on the scale, uh, I, I mean, I you know, this kind of goes a little deeper than what the FAA, I think, is suggesting. However, you know, here at Just Plain Radio, we, we want to equip our uh, our pilots with every bit of info they need. And if they, you know, just so no one gets killed, you know, <laughs> stabbed. Well, you you know, that kind of thing. You don't want to roll, you know, in the middle of the night, you don't want her, you know, taking the knife to you. Right. You asked me how much I weigh. You don't I'll believe take me? Take this dull butter knife and cut you open. If you make another comment, yeah. no, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, maybe, you know, that'll be a, a, you know, a question for, you know, our passengers. If you have a suggestion on what, how to handle that diplomatically without getting yourself, you know, uh, thrown out to the doghouse for a week or two. Yeah, you no, I think the best way is just to to pull out the charts and say, "Look, we need to know because the airplane only can carry this much weight." It oh wait, wait, care what you think? I just realized what you do. You, you take the whole family and you just add their weight together and say, "Honey, hey, we're like uh, we're like fifteen pounds overweight." Uh, you know, I, and, and then that way you kind of diffuse it. Uh, you put it on the entire family as opposed to isolating it off to one. No, individual. I can see her thinking that you were singling her out for being 15 pounds overweight. So you no, still it's the kids. I swear. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, just a <laughs> yeah. thought. All right. So uh, performance, no, knowing what the capabilities of your aircraft is, what the FAA wants you to focus on for the month of December. So obviously that's weight and balance. Are there any other things that you need to take into account, like uh, as far as maintenance and things too? Are they throwing that into the mix or what? Not necessarily maintenance, but they are talking about, you know, performance calculations, because especially if you are traveling to different airports, what is the conditions of the runway there? Um, you know, picture a holiday trip. This is this is an actual trip I did when I was uh, living in California. I took off out of Sacramento and flew to South Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. There's a world of difference in between those two airports, even though they're about 90 miles apart. You're at sea level in Sacramento. You're at 
five plus thousand feet and then add in some hot uh, summertime density altitude, it's very reasonable that you'd want to go take the plane and fly into the mountains and go skiing or something like that. And so you need to know how your airplane is going to perform in a variety of different environments. So understanding the density altitude, how it affects your plane, how to calculate your takeoff distance. Are you taking off uh, with a tailwind because there's a, a, a you know granite wall at the end of the runway and you can only take off one way? All of those factors need to be calculated so that you can be safe um, when you're plotting your, your takeoffs. Well, how does that apply to you when your uh, trip you're planning with your daughter to fly from Minnesota to uh, L.A.? This week. Well, we're not going to, I'm taking Delta on that one. Oh, so. oh okay. I thought you were flying your aircraft. No, okay. But no, uh, okay. That's, that's too far. I'd like to, but well, and I also have to, you know, I've got a kind of a finite schedule. I've got to be back for work and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't really have the time to take, you know, a day and a half each way for the flight. And well, if the weather's if questionable, you were, the training. If you were, you would have to take into account that, it, you know, it's like five or 10 below in Minnesota. And you're going out to like Florida, California weather type stuff, and yep. you got to take. The so you'd be bringing a lot of extra clothes with, and mm. you know, to to fly from Minnesota to California, I'm not going to draw a straight line and go over the top of the Rockies. That's probably not going to happen. So you're going to be looking at flying south to Texas and through New Mexico and through uh, Tucson, Arizona, kind of that area, and coming up the south side of. L.A. by what Palm Springs and mm-hmm. kind of working your way around where the rocks aren't as tall and. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you'd have to take into account, and there's a lot of areas that I haven't flown the Mooney, you know, off of 5,000-foot altitudes before, uh, at least, you know, from airport elevation. So I'd want to be looking at the performance charts. Well, is temperature not a big a deal then? I mean, the fact that it, you'd be taken off at an airport that was so cold and landing at a place that'd be nice and warm and toasty? Or no? Well, actually, taking off out of the cold place actually gives you better performance, but the uh, the pilot needs to be comfortable. And what happens if something goes wrong? So you need to bring warm clothes with you um, to in case something were to happen en route. And you'd also need to bring extra not so warm clothes for the destination. So you might be carrying a lot more uh, luggage than you would uh, would for just a a summertime trip. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, your ditch bag would. Yep. Uh, have different types would, of stuff. Would have a more survival equipment in it, I'm sure. Got it. All right. So uh, any other little tidbits on performance that the FAA is throwing out there for the month of December or what? Well, um, it, this comes under the the whole performance calculations, but knowing, you know, what what's your takeoff speed on the airplane? And they have something called a 50-70 rule that they're, they're suggesting you should be at 70% of your rotation speed when you use up half the runway. Um, and the whole idea here is you're taking off at a high altitude airport or maybe with a tailwind. The airplane is going to accelerate differently and you might not have uh, nearly the amount of runway you thought you did. And you have to be able to make a decision to abort that takeoff. And uh, they want you to be, you know, considering this type of stuff in your performance calculations. Just the fact that at home you take off on a 3000 foot runway all the time, that might not work at a high density altitude in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to find out that uh, your calculations were off uh, when nope. you're at that point, do you? That comes back no, uh, you, into that comment you made earlier about the granite wall at the end of the exactly. uh, runway. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, well, and speaking of calculations, um, you know, let's just look at this. When's the last time you took your airplane along cross country? What's your fuel burn? Have you gone through and calculated all that out? Um, this is a good time to go back and look at your owner's manuals and your engine manual and look for the power settings and 
and actually do proper uh, flight planning so that you are planning on landing with at least an hour's worth of fuel that you've got an accurate amount of, uh, you know, what your fuel burn is and know how fast you're going to go. And if you are looking like you're maybe going to be pushing it, land early and get gas somewhere. Don't, uh, it, it's too easy and too tempting to just press on. Oh, I'm, I'm, I know I'll be fine. I calculated it out. All right. Friendly little reminder for the month of December from our friends at the FAA. All right. Coming up next, don't drink the water when you're flying on those aircraft. We'll tell you why next. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Enough reindeer games. Back to the sky, boys. We need to shave three minutes off our flight time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so if you're flying around for the holidays... 
this weekend or, you know, even for the new year. Uh, don't drink the water. And the reason is why, Dennis? What's going on with this? Well, there was a study done by a couple of universities out of New York uh, where they were studying the water quality on the airplanes. So they were taking water samples from the faucets in the in the restroom, you know, the same water that's used to fill the coffee pots to make your in-flight coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they did studies on it for uh, various uh, disease, you know, carrying things like E. coli and they determined that uh, some of the airlines are uh, not as good as others, and you might not want to drink the water, or at least the the coffee. The water that you're getting in the cup is generally bottled, you know, when they're going around with the drink cart. But right, uh, the coffee's made with the onboard, and they were saying that you might actually be better off washing your hands with a hand sanitizer than using the water coming out of the faucet. Get out! Come on, really? Yeah, I think it's a little sensational myself, but. You know, I, I don't know what the, the exact uh, specifics of the study were. Did they, you know, how many airplanes of each brand did they sample? Was it just one? And maybe they happened to catch uh, catch one that, uh, you know, maybe had, uh, hadn't been, uh, hadn't had the tanks flushed in a little while, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I've but, heard this story many times before. Don't drink the coffee on an airline. Uh, I've drank it every time. <laughs> I couldn't get through a flight if I didn't drink the coffee. But, you know, maybe it's heated enough and it kills all the the gunk that uh, they're talking about. But it's not much different than what you would get on a boat, like on a yacht or something like that. If they're not maintaining the aircraft, you know, water systems, obviously there could be issues. But I don't know. You're right. I think it's more of a sensationalistic kind of thing. Wouldn't it be? I mean, you know, if you're really a big germaphobe, which I am, by the way, uh, but, but I have even my limits. And, and what I'm willing to tolerate, you know, maybe they, if they really want to be uh, smart about it, the airlines ought to just start using bottled water for coffee, then make us feel really good about the whole thing. But, uh, they, they first of all, they're not going to do that because they got to pay for the water unless they want to charge you, you know, like the, the last, uh, commercial flights I did, I was talking about this last week, they were charging me for my bottle of water. You know, it wasn't so it's free. a profit center for them. Yeah, exactly. So if they're going to charge for it, then uh, they better make sure it's filtered and, and bottled and it doesn't have a bunch of gunk in it. But then, you you know, you go down this rabbit hole, they even say that bottled water is worse than a lot of uh, tap water around the country. You've heard that story too, I guess, right? Yeah, I've heard that they've compared to municipal water supply, which has to be tested, you know, every so often for federal laws. And so you can't win. requirements. No. Now, now, the folks that did this study are out of New York, and when I go up to that part of the country, uh, one of the things you hear the locals say all the time, like, oh, we got the best water in the country, right oh, out of the Oh, they claim faucet. that's what makes their pizza dough so good is because of their water. Okay, well then. And their bagels, right? But have you walked the around water. the streets of New York City? <laughs> I have not. That is one thing I got to take on, you know, check off the bucket list. Here. It's hard to believe that you know with all the old pipes and everything like that that the water coming out of the faucet would be better than you know something you'd get out of you know out of a water bottle but i don't know and i'm not judging one way or another and honestly i'll drink the water out of the spigot there in new york city anywhere else so yeah you just have to have that you know uh you know level of trust i guess if you're going to go, well, might and as if well you go. are going to drink out of the faucet, um, you can do it on Alaska or Allegiant and Hawaiian. We're ranked quite high, but uh, they say Fiji. stay away from Jet, JetBlue or Spirit. Well, you need to go, go to Fiji, and then maybe they'll serve you the Fiji water, which you know you charge you know like four times as much as 
regular bottle of water. It's like the Avion kind of thing. No, but I think they did a study of the Fiji water, and it actually had four times higher level of arsenic than was allowed lies! by the standard or it's something all crazy lies. like that. It tastes great. I've had that stuff. It's good stuff. So I don't know. But once again, when it comes to coffee, you know, I mean, as long as they're cleaning the pots, uh, you know, hopefully they're heating it up enough to kill any kind of things that's swimming around in there that are going to make you ill. But can I, I can't imagine getting through a flight without drinking a cup of coffee. I just... Ugh, come on. Well, yeah, and remember, remember that coffee is getting up to 180 degrees. Right. Uh, that's going to kill pretty much any bug almost instantly. Let's hope. Uh, one can hope. So, they, you know, uh, we, we'll see. Until someone keels over because of what they drank or because they drank the water on the aircraft, I think we're probably going to be stuck with the system that we have. So you just have to be willing to tolerate it, I guess. So uh, at least Merry the, Christmas. the ice is safe, so you can have your bottled water and, and ice because the ice comes from a machine right. usually at the airport. See, there's no way to get around it. Yeah, there's really no way. All right, so uh, you know, there's unless you bring your own stuff on board. All right, so if that wasn't uh, you know bad enough to finish out uh, the holiday broadcast for you today, we have one last story that who knows Santa might have a you know might deliver something to you in in your yard this weekend like it did a couple weeks ago to this guy where was he where this landed in his yard this was out in boston Uh, apparently an airliner was coming back from a a flight overseas flight from paris and as was coming into land in boston the guy was uh uh, almost hit by an escape slide that had fallen off of a 757 or 767 hey honey santa just sent us a bounce house check this out but it had fallen off an aircraft and landed in his yard, but just a few feet from himself. He actually saw this yeah. thing himself. Wow. He was out working in the yard and narrowly missed getting hit. Yeah, if that happened to me, I think I would have that on my balcony in the backyard and pull her open Heck and yeah. have all the kids come over. Those things That'd have be to be fun. worth big bucks. And surely you could do something with it that would be uh, amusing. As long as it doesn't hit you and kill you, it would be a terrible way to go. All right, and on that uplifting note, we'll wrap it up. On this holiday edition of The Big Show, till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.